Hi, I'm Billy Shar. Welcome back to Add Passion and Stir. It's the podcast from Share Our Strength, the nonprofit organization that runs the No Kid Hungry campaign, where we talk to those who set their sights on a problem and work to change it. Over the past two episodes, we've explored why food is the most important school supply and how feeding kids in school is critical to helping end childhood hunger. In a nation as wealthy as America, it's unforgivable that more than 12 million children are living with hunger. But as we've learned in this series, and in many conversations on Add Passion and Stir, hunger is a solvable problem. And we have the tools to ensure that kids get three meals a day, even if their families are food insecure or living in poverty. So far in this series, we've heard from teachers and school administrators who see hunger in their classrooms every day. We've heard from mayors, governors, leaders at the USDA, Department of Education and Congress about how they're working to end childhood hunger through grassroots solutions, federal policy changes, and more. But it's important to remember that while it takes all these groups working together to end hunger, there's a role that individuals and you can play, and it may be the most important role of all. Today on Add Passion and Stir, we'll hear from Chef Lorena Garcia about how she's using her platform to raise awareness about childhood hunger and nutrition. And we'll talk to two young people working to help feed children in their communities with funding and training from the No Kid Hungry campaign. It's a moving conversation rooted in advocacy and the belief that we all have a strength to share. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this message. Welcome back. It's likely you've heard of Chef Lorena Garcia. Born in Venezuela, Chef Garcia is known for Chica, her chain of restaurants offering a fresh take on Latin cuisine and her appearances on Top Chef Masters, America's Next Great Restaurant, and multiple shows on Telemundo and Univision. For Chef Garcia, food and cooking has always been a part of her life. Of course. So, my, you know, my mother and my grandmother, they were both wonderful cooks, but my mother specifically, she doesn't like to be in the kitchen. <laughs> she loves, you know, to have her nails done and her dresses, and she's, she, but she's a fantastic cook. So I figured that, you know, I had that uh, sensitivity since an early age. I would love to be in the kitchen with my grandmother and making desserts. And, and then with my mom, she taught me how to, you know, taste everything and, and, and really understand the the beauty of Latin cuisine. So I took it at heart and, and just went for the profession. And she's found food to be the most powerful way for her to share her love and energy with others. It's the most meaningful way that she can give back. Oh, my God, the, the passion, the flavor, the sazon. It, it, it's interesting because I, I, you know, I've spent my life trying to find a tra translation for sazon. And the only thing that I can tell you is that special energy that you carry in your hands that you transfer is, is the love, is the energy, is the passion through the process of cooking. And then that reflects in the flavors, reflects in the final dish. And that is something special that I cannot pinpoint it, but that's my favorite part. She's worked all over the world, but for her, success is about more than accolades and money. It's about the connection that she has with her community. So I never see success as a as a fact of uh, something that you accomplished, I think that, you know, that keeps me going, right? So sex is something that is just parallel to what I do, what I'm focused on, which is, uh, you know, executing the projects uh, that I put my mind on that uh, affect some change, that create a positive impact, and that really speaks to my culture and to what I do. 
uh, and success just come along with it. And the way that you see it, it can be success because, uh, you know, your business are profitable or successful because you're really able to create a positive impact in my community. And that's how I feel that I'm successful. If I can create a positive change or an impact in my community, I, I feel complete. And in every single project that I, uh, you know, put my mind and my heart into, that's my goal. Uh, it has never wow, been what? about the money. It has never been about the money or the fame or being known. Uh, I think that that's something that I will never pay attention to. And I think, to be completely honest, being famous is one of those things that, uh, you know, are great because that gives you credibility in your voice. But, you know, w walking outside, I don't know how Kim Kardashian does it, for example, that, you know, goes outside and, and nobody can, you know, uh, you know, you know, she cannot do anything without having an eye on her. I think that that's like probably not so attractive to me. But uh, at the same ha at the same time, I, I love it. And I am so grateful and honored for the love that people, you know, that follow my career, that, uh, you know, read my books, that see my shows and come to my restaurant, I'm, I'm deeply grateful and honored uh, that, that, you know, that they decide to share their love with me. And, and that's something that I take very seriously with a huge responsibility. One of the ways Chef Garcia is sharing her strength is as a champion for No Kid Hungry. This past summer, she worked to raise awareness about free summer meal programs available nationwide, and she spoke about her experience. And, and that's why, you know, opportunities like being an ambassador for No Kid Hungry, that is something that you don't even think about. You just do it. You open the time. You make yourself available and you do what you need to do to create that change. Right. And everything goes back to that common thread that goes between my heart, my brain and my my being is creating an impact, creating a positive change in whatever way possible and using all the tools that I have in my hands in order to create that and support all the causes that are aligned with that. And that's how, and that's why I do it. And, you know, I, I think one thing that is universal to every culture is the notion of uh, investing in our kids. If we're going to address our, our, our challenges as a society, uh, the best way to do that is to start early, right? We, if, if you get kids on the right track, uh, if they're healthy, if they have an opportunity to learn, if they have an opportunity to, be part of the economy, so many other problems end up getting resolved. 100%. You know, there is so many programs and, and you know, being this one, we're not getting hungry, one of them that takes uh, the word, you know, comida or food to 304, 304. And then, you know, the families in, in the area, they know that they have a, a free nutritional, delicious meal available to them during the summer, which is one of the hungriest time of the year for kids. And that's for the kids that, you know, Again, sometimes the only meal that they have is the one that they have at school. Beyond her work with No Kid Hungry, Garcia is working to address the health and social problems of childhood obesity through her nonprofit, Big Chef, Little Chef. The program offers hands-on cooking classes and workshops that teach kids and their parents the benefits of adding more nutritious foods to their daily menu. By focusing on healthy changes to their day-to-day -day diets, Big Chef, Little Chef is having a positive impact on the way kids feel and connect with food. Then everything boils down to the nutrition of the kids, which have to be balanced, either if because they're eating foods that they should not be eating in a constant basis, like, you know, fast foods, or, uh, you know, combating childhood, childhood uh, hunger in which, you know, they don't have enough, uh, you know, meals or they don't, they don't have the chance to eat 
uh, a, a nutritional meal every day. So, you know, hunger or, or, or obesity, even though they're almost con in the contrary, it, it is based on, on, the, on the same, which is nutrition, uh, 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 good nutrition for our kids that are going to be, you know, our next generations in which they are the ones that are going to be cooking for, you know, for, uh, for us. They're going to be the ones uh, creating, you know, the business. They're going to be the ones that are going to be taking over all the work that us professional chefs do. So what we do is we go to different schools, public, school, public schools, and then we create a, what I call a 180-degree program in which we teach them uh, the origins of ingredients. We give them cooking classes. We invite the children to cook with us, and then the parents come and enjoy the meal. So they're able to see from the ingredients where they come from and we can have a garden at school and teach them, you know, how you can grow uh, cilantro and parsley and different herbs and tomatoes and chiles and then how that translates to the dish and then how that translates to you, to your, you know, personal self-esteem, to your uh, productivity at school. And, and, and again, having the family and the parents involved in that process and the kids cooking with us, we realize that when a kid is involved in the cooking process, it is much more uh, open to try new flavors and being less picky eaters than the kids that they're just, you know, sitting at the table and now you have to eat a plate of spinach, right? So it's a different dynamic when they're involved in the process. It's critical that well-known individuals like Chef Lorena Garcia use their influence to support efforts to end childhood hunger. As we say at Share Our Strength, Big names make a big difference for kids. And we're fortunate to have support from champions like Chef Lorena Garcia and actor Viola Davis, activist Aisha Curry, and singer Big Frida, to name just a few. But you don't need to be a celebrity to have an impact. In fact, some of the most inspiring stories I've heard are about people working in their hometowns to make a difference, from the food service workers across America who worked tirelessly to make sure that kids had access to food when schools were shut down during the pandemic, to teachers who watch for often very subtle signs of hunger from kids in their classroom. It takes all of us, and it's going to take the next generation to keep this work going. Share Our Strengths Youth Ambassador Program has connected college-age students with partner organizations across America to work on increasing the number of children getting access to healthy meals. I connected with two of the 2022 Youth Ambassadors to learn more about their experience. Jason Izell is a recent graduate of Nebraska Wesleyan University and currently a community organizer for Civic Nebraska's Collective Impact Lincoln Partnership. It's a partnership with Nebraska Appleseed. For Jason, his path to fighting hunger came from lived experience. Right, so um, just for a little context, uh, when I was younger, my family struggled pretty hard with uh, housing and food insecurity. The 2008 recession hit us incredibly hard. And um, around 2017, my mom got into a car accident right before I finished high school. And that left us really unstable, right? Um, she worked a lot of jobs often and she tried her hardest to like send me off to college with what she had. And I covered the rest with uh, some scholarships and I worked like four jobs just to get through college. Uh, but needless to say, we went without very often. Um, much of the food that I ate in public school came out of a backpack that I took home at the end of the day. And if it weren't for EBT, we legitimately would have gone hungry. 
And honestly, sometimes I was, I was. And Jason, say what EBT is, because not everybody listening will know. Oh yeah, sure. So um, commonly known as food stamps, you know, it's like credit to purchase uh, grocery items for your family, uh, should you not have the funds to do that uh, uh, with what's provided from your job. Um, so one thing that I take from this is that the country is like full of these families and children, right? Who are starving, who are houseless and helpless. And I know firsthand what it's like to experience all those things. So what I took into the work is that I spent too much of my life in silence with no one to advocate for me, suffering because I lived in a system that didn't prioritize my well-being as a child, right? And I figured, you know, right now, this ambassadorship, I'm done being helpless and I'm done being silent. And that's why I chose to work with a no Kid Hungry, you know, kids need these programs and they need EBT and they need community members to help uplift them and they deserve a system that works. Tansy Wong is a fourth year undergraduate student studying food systems, nutrition and public health at the University of Washington. Growing up, they held a deep appreciation for food and cooking and loved learning about their culture's traditional foods. Now they are studying the ways that food policy impacts our environment, health, economy and more. So what I've been doing with Fair Start, uh, we work a lot with food distribution and redistribution. So a lot of my work consisted of um, simultaneously going out to local farms and urban gardens to glean excess produce that would otherwise just kind of like rot in the fields um, and redirect that to places in need. So we have this really awesome uh, hunger relief meal program. And so we harvest food from local farms and farmers markets. And we take that back and our chefs and prep cooks prepare that into really awesome, ready to eat meals. Um, and then alongside that work, uh, we also have this program um, called Community Markets. And they're kind of like farmer, farmer market style booths that we set up directly in the heart of neighborhoods in need. So we drive out there, we park ourselves in like a neighborhood like park or playground. So lots of families come by and we set up like really gorgeous like platters of um, fresh produce and also uh, dry shelf stable goods. And people just come up and grab what they want and just have a good time. Uh, we get a lot of kids come and like play and just like snoop around. And sometimes the kids even help out, which is really awesome. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of what I do. I also did a lot of like email outreach with a lot of the farms because, you know, we're constantly moving food around and sometimes we get a lot of excess that even we can't handle. So we try to like redistribute to other orgs in the area that are doing similar stuff. So it really is just a huge like community based um, effort to try to promote food justice in our area. Both Jason and Tansy shared how the Youth Ambassador experience helped them better understand the impact that they could have in the fight to end childhood hunger. Jason emphasized the importance of serving as an advocate. So I like to look at the ambassadorship uh, through the lens of an advocate. So that's really how I see it. Um, and I've dedicated myself to a life of advocacy because uh, kids and families operating under extreme pressure to fulfill their financial needs simply don't have the time to advocate for themselves. You know, so to me, that means bringing them resources, sharing their ideas when they have them and trying to create the change that they want to see. 
Um, so when you're hungry, you know, uh, the lights need to be on, you've got children to feed and you need to feed yourself even. Advocacy isn't at the top of your list. So the families that I serve can't even advocate for themselves, not just for food, but for a better and more stable system in general. Um, I think that we all deserve a system that works. We all deserve time to care for our families and no one deserves to go hungry. So through, through this position, I am here to advocate on their behalf when they're unable. Because I don't think uh, many people realize how close that is to being you, you know? Um, we're all struggling and the margins between our struggles are actually very slim. Um, so I think the educational component actually helps them to understand that this, is, this work is a lot more urgent than it seems because advocacy isn't really something that people have at the top of their radar or the top of their list of things to do, because, you know, they're busy with, with their day-to-day -day lives. You know what I mean? And for Tansy, the experience cemented how important it is to raise awareness about how many of our neighbors struggle with food insecurity, an experience that can often be invisible. Yeah, I, I've definitely gotten some comments from people like, oh, well, how do you know that the people you are helping are really in need? And I feel like that's a super subjective question because I feel like most people are in need and you can't really tell who might be food insecure just by looking at them. Same way you can't really always tell if someone is unhoused just by looking at them. There's a lot of stigma placed on hunger and a lot of shame in that way too. Um, and just like as a trans person, I spend a lot of time with, you know, people who are marginalized and disadvantaged and need a lot of support. And you might not always be able to tell just by looking at a person from how they dress that they are, you know, in need. But I think it's just, there needs to be a lot more yeah, like Jason said, a lot more education awareness of how um, food insecurity affects people. And just like even our uh, food assistance programs, like people are like, oh, you know, you can just apply for this program or SNAP or, or anything. And it sh should like really, you know, spur you on to like be able to meet all of your basic needs. But there are a lot of challenges and a lot of barriers to getting into those programs. And um, I think it, yeah, just, it takes a lot more awareness and like, we need to just let more people know about what it's like to experience food insecurity. And it's not just one cookie cutter, like definition or just one universal experience. As we often discuss on this podcast, hunger isn't caused by one thing. It's caused by the overlap and interconnection of issues like access to education, systemic racism, housing, economic opportunity. All of these factors materially affect one's access to food, otherwise known as food justice. Both Tansy and Jason identified food justice as a driving force behind their desire to serve as youth ambassadors. Just to put it in my own words, to me, food justice means uh, empowering people to have a right to access affordable, culturally appropriate food that makes you feel good in more than just your body, also in your heart and in your community. I really feel that food justice at its core is about nourishing communities and not just, oh, do you have enough to eat? Um, yeah, I feel like 
Food is one of the, if not the biggest sources of communal healing. It's intergenerational, it's interracial, and it speaks across all types of experiences. And it just boils down to the one universal truth that we all have to eat. And we have so many um, rituals and norms around food that it can it can get very complicated in our own attitudes and especially in you know the society that we live in. We live in a society where we heavily politicize bodies and diets, especially female bodies, black and brown bodies, trans bodies, fat bodies, bodies with disabilities. So it's just as equally vital that we fight for food justice to not just nourish our physical bodies, but also our hearts and our spirits of you know, lots of people having to make ends meet. And it's really a fight for survival. So it's while it's important to work on hunger relief as like a Band-Aid solution, it's um, equally important or even more so important to work down to like the heart of these issues of people needing to um, get paid more and to have support in housing as like a comprehensive um like systemic look at what is really the the cause of food insecurity. So I like to think that the idea of food justice is pretty, you know, straightforward and simple that all people deserve food, you know, no one deserves to starve. And I like that. That's a simple concept. I also like to think about equity before justice. And I think that's the component that we need to scrutinize, right? What is getting in the way of justice? And that's where we find the inequities. Um, and that, that much like Tansy discussed are things like um, people of color experiencing uh, higher hunger rates at disproportionate rates, or um, even access to like living in food uh, deserts, being a uh, far driving distance away from places where you can access food. There's these things that are more closer to symptoms, really, of a system that doesn't work, um, as opposed to the main problem, right, of what's getting in the way of food justice. Uh, so I, what we do at Nebraska Appleseed is focusing on how we can break down those barriers that prevent people from having food justice. Chef Lorena Garcia, Jason and Tansy are using their strengths to support those around them. And this is how they measure success. As Chef Garcia said, that's how she feels that she's successful, if she can create a positive change or an impact in her community. This is the idea behind Share Our Strength, the belief that we all have a strength that we can share to help others around us. And in sharing our strength, we become stronger and more connected. I asked Jason and Tansy what they'd learned from their time as youth ambassadors, and I think their answers will move you as they did me. I think actually I've learned the most important lesson of my whole entire life. Uh, I learned to step outside of myself and into the experiences of others. In doing so, I learned how prevalent my experiences were in other people. I felt so embarrassed by my poverty, by my identity, and by my hunger that I kept it all hidden. When I closed off that part of myself, I closed off myself to all of those beautiful connections that I would have made with the people around me otherwise. I think we're all experiencing existence together, and I firmly believe that we can't share our strength if we don't share our experiences and our stories. And only then can we open up and work together to create the system we all deserve. So do the work around you to create a welcoming environment so people feel comfortable 
sharing with you because I feel like people get scrutinized enough as it is. I think it just boils down to, to yeah, basic respect and compassion, which is, is kind of hard to come by in our society since, you know, we are in late stage capitalism. It's really about take, take, take. So yeah, taking some time out to really reflect on ourselves and our impact on other people is so, so vitally important, not just for ourselves, but like also to build community. Um, I guess at least for me, one one thing I really, really learned uh, through this experience is that I myself as an individual am very limited and it, it can be really tough just, you know, trying to do as much as you can and it can be easy to feel burnout, but it's important to just step, yeah, like Jason said, step outside of yourself and see that there is a huge system of connections and there is a lot of support for you. And um, we do big things by, through little actions, we help each other. Um, a lot of my work that I did with Fair Start is just asking people I see that you are doing a lot. Um, what can I do to help and take some of your burden? And if I am struggling or if I'm confused about something, I reach out and ask for help. And it's totally okay to not be capable of doing everything because that's how we learn. That's how we grow as people. Um, so I think my takeaway is just learning to rely on others and to always have a positive attitude and be eager to help support others whenever there is need. Hunger is a big problem. It's prevalent and pervasive. But individuals like Chef Garcia, Jason Azell, Tansy Wong, and the other voices in our Food is the Most Important School Supply series, and the hundreds of amazing leaders that we featured on Add Passion and Stir remind us that together, we can solve hunger. I hope this series has shown you that you can make a difference in ending childhood hunger. To learn more about how to get involved, please visit nokidhungry.org slash ways you can help. There you'll find links to donate, find local partner organizations to support, ideas for how to reach your elected officials, and so much more. And if you like this episode, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts, share it with a friend, or rate the show so that others can find it. Add Passion and Stir is produced by Paul Whittle's team at District Productive and Joanna Weber of Pop and Awe, with support from our team at Share Our Strength in the No Kid Hungry campaign, Debbie Shore, Megan Cantrell, and Kelly Griffin. We'll be back in two weeks with more stories of how others are sharing their strength to make a difference in the world. Until then, thanks so much for listening.